Well, hello, and welcome to the Elvery Grove podcast. Elvery Grove is an online community with its contributors based in Southern Africa. The website, blog, podcast, newsletter, and forums seek to encourage families to live lives full of wisdom, creativity, industry, and the interconnectedness of local community. Sign up to our newsletter to receive thoughtful encouragement in your inbox, alongside original poetry, rich words from gifted writers, and much more. In this week's episode, Sarah and Angelique discuss philosophies and practicalities around planning for fruitful lives. Enjoy. Well, hello and welcome back to the Elvery Grove podcast. I'm Sarah Spring and today I am not joined by Robert, but instead Angelique is with me this evening. So hello and welcome Angelique. Oh, thank you, Sarah. So glad to be here. We are attempting our first international podcast recording, so hopefully this will go well and we can do more of this in the future. I look, I hope so too, and I look forward to it. <laughs> so um, for this episode, we are going to be discussing scheduling. Um, we started thinking about this topic just in relation to how we schedule our school days, but the more that we discussed it, it just... Um, uh, swelled into a conversation about all of life scheduling and productivity and kind of built on last um, the last episode on setting goals and planning and how we get things done. So today we're going to dive into a little bit more of how we plan for things, whether they're for our own things or for our children and everything around that. So to get uh, started, we're going to be looking at the, the philosophy of scheduling. So the why and how to approach it uh, to begin with. So Anjali, mm. can you um, start us off by sharing your thoughts on why we should plan it all and <laughs> what it's all about? Um, so I think a big thing for me was last year um I started out in the year just thinking about being more intentional mm-hmm. um with my time um and then in 2023 I listened to uh, attended the Scalae sisters time retreat which I think is going to be held very soon by um the Joburg girls and um one of the things they mention in it is the parable of the talents in Matthew 25 mm-hmm. and just saying that I mean that was just really a good reminder for me that um time is one of the talents that the Lord has given me and that he's entrusted me with a certain amount of time and that I need to use it well mm-hmm. um and that mm-hmm. time is finite and mm. I don't want to waste that. So mm-hmm. being intentional with my time has been a really big thing. And then teaching my student to be intentional with her time as well has also been, yeah, something that we've had to work slowly through in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like in that being intentional with 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 our time, it's just also offering it on a constant basis to the Lord. I think that's been quite a big thing as well. Um, so when I when I do plan the school schedule, I think the other thing is just to um, be aware of my students, constantly aware of my students' personhood. You know, Charlotte Mason's mm-hmm. idea of a child mm-hmm. as a born person, and then making the schedule fit her fit her needs. Um, and like I said, in that teaching her to use her time well and. Um, 
as as she's grown older, just helping her to learn more about time management skills as well. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. been quite big for us in the last year. Great. Well, we um, I'm not sure if people listening all know you, um, but you and I are both homeschooling moms, but on the very opposite ends of the spectrum. So you're talking mm-hmm. about your one student. Can you uh, share a little bit of the context of um, age categories and where you've come from and where you're going in the next few years? OK, so um, I start out with what my oldest. So um and then the difference between my oldest and my youngest is 10 years, and we have a, a son in between. So for a long while, I just had the two uh, the two students, mm-hmm. um, they're three years apart, um, and then the little toddler who was just following along <laughs> and joining in. Um, and so my two oldest are done now, and I just have one student left. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that's it's it's has been very different having mm-hmm. one student in a few years now um and yeah definitely a whole shift from having a number of students I mean I don't, I don't have so I didn't have so many children in my classroom but um <laughs> you know it was just yeah from having a few students and juggling it all together to just mm-hmm. having one student and the focus that we've had to have you know like and the difference now is that um, I'm joining in in her lessons as well. So reading alongside her and okay. uh, also getting educated at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have, um, in my, we're just three years into the Charlotte Mason education and I have already felt that this is my re-education. It has been mm-hmm. amazing to read all the things scheduled for my seven to nine-year-olds. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um yeah it's been incredible to join them alongside every week we read something and I go oh my goodness <laughs> I didn't know this <laughs> or I forgot this or I didn't have this perspective or this is so exciting mm-hmm. and um it's been so wonderful to have those okay we'll get into schedules but have those schedules planned for us because I haven't chosen mm-hmm. all of those reading plans and things like that um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm on, on the other end of the scale in terms of the age of years. I do have three students as well, although I've got one freewheeler <laughs> at, the, at the tail end who's not so, not formally schooling yet, but is very much a part of our days and uh, mm-hmm. very demanding on our time. Um, mm-hmm. So we are in the early primary school years and there's still a lot of assistance needed in all of life. But we're also mm-hmm. um, edging out of the very physically demanding years. So like people can dress themselves and do some minor cooking and things like that. Or now it's a whole new thing because I realized there's although some of my kids know how to prepare food, they don't know how to prepare it in economically and will be very lavish <laughs> with their dollar things of <laughs> butter and peanut butter and honey and things. <laughs> so that's a whole new skill we need to address um but earlier this year my church ran a a series on um based from Ephesians 5 verse 16 uh which says let me just pull it up here sorry I thought I had it um uh okay so from verse 15 be very careful then how you live not as unwise but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil um therefore do not be and do not be foolish but understand what the lord's will is okay it goes on to give some more instruction but the the one of the um 
translations that we were reading used the phrase redeeming the time, which I, I thought was that. a really um yeah, great and helpful helpful way to think about right we've as you said we've got this time it's allocated to us we don't know how much it is um but we need to be using it well and using it wisely and one of the things that can help us to do that is to plan for whatever it is we want to do there so uh when it comes to um planning we'll get into some of the practical things but as you've um, gone through different phases in your life and different countries that you've lived in and different contexts that you've been raising your family in, um, can you uh, share some of the principles that have continued to come up if the application of them has looked very different? Mm. Um, I think in the beginning, you know, when I don't think I understood the principles as much as I should have, Mm -hmm. um because I was like I just fell into this and I had the book lists and juggled a lot of things I had to juggle the children around and like you said a a a little one that was freewheeling um and having to look after her um and often what would happen is I would make one schedule at the beginning of the of the school year and then I'd have to adjust it and adjust and adjust. <laughs> and it was quite funny because I would, and I would always like put the, the name of the, on the file on the computer and add an A, like start off with A. Oh, and when, yes. I, when I got up to G, I was like, oh, oh wow. yeah, something's wrong here. <laughs> and so I think um like as as the years have gone by and I focused on the principles that has really helped hugely um mm-hmm. I, I just um I've got this quote from Charlotte Mason where it says in from volume one and the first place there is a timetable written out fairly so that the child knows what he has to do and how long each lesson is to last this idea of definite work to be given to be finished in a given time is valuable to the child, not only as training him in habits of order, but in diligence. He learns that one time is not as good as another, that there is no right time left for, for what is not done in its own time. And this knowledge alone does a great deal to secure the child's attention to his work. Hmm. And so that's really been um, like, paying attention like paying for me to pay attention and to learn about these principles like um what does it mean for the child to be be diligent at their work and for mm-hmm. them to pay attention that mm-hmm. there's only a set time for the work to be done if he's mm-hmm. lost that time that lesson is gone mm-hmm. um and rather for him to learn that lesson um than for him to for me to you know for for me to press him in to continue on that with that lesson and mm-hmm. you know he loses the idea that there's only a set time for the work to be done mm. I can always get back to that you know to that knowledge another time it will always come up in another way but yeah, yeah so that's let me just uh pause you there on uh so what happens when the child doesn't finish the work? What is the consequence? Is it just that, well, we've just got more work to do or it's going to take us longer to finish? What? How does they? How do they feel the weight of that rather than just having had a lighter time of less focus? So it's looked different um, at diff- in different stages. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like if there was no attention being paid in a specific lesson, then um, I will just say, well, sorry about that. You've lost, you know, you lost that lesson and we're not going to go back there because you weren't paying okay. attention. I, d- I didn't have to do that very many times because okay. they didn't like that at all. Okay. Um, yeah. But there have, there have been times when um, maybe attention wasn't being paid in a math lesson, for example. Mm-hmm. So that lesson had to be finished later on or it would take two, three okay. days before okay. the lesson was finished. So okay. that kind of thing. Where it's okay. Just, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that was new to me and um i'll uh add a, a link into the um show notes is the delectable education have schedule cards and mm-hmm. um on the one hand what they were doing was um allocating the very specific uh times that should be spent on each lesson for each age group which was really helpful and very interesting but another thing that really um was so obvious but i practiced poorly for a while before I found the resource was to not schedule two similar activities straight after mm-hmm. another so maybe mm-hmm. you know a little bit more about this or you've been doing this for a lot longer but um, essentially it meant if we're doing a, a block of maths that should not be followed by a block of any kind of book work it needs to be followed by a different type of work a narration or um yeah, something that's not uh, focused on writing. Um, and mm-hmm. and it's been so interesting to me because I used to lump my bookwork together. Even though we were changing subject, it was still like all the same thing for the body to be doing. Um, mm-hmm. And I found that once I started to uh, hop back and forth between the physicality of the exercise um, and going like maybe bookwork and then something oral and then back to bookwork, we were able to um do a lot more and keep going for a lot longer than when we had tried to lump things together so I don't Mm. know how that's looked with you over the years as more subjects have become more similar um if it's Mm. even possible to change so much or how you've managed that for yourself is that something that's been a part of your days um yeah just to go like um jump onto that um those scheduling cards from a a delectable education I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really enjoyed like at the beginning of the year, like when I'm doing my planning, just having those cards out and then sticking them all together. It's quite fun. Mm-hmm. Um, just rearranging and blocking the time out. And what I've enjoyed about them is that that real that idea of time blocks, you know, mm-hmm. um, that there is a set time for everything. And then being able to it's like putting a puzzle together, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. being able to to um, fill the day with all of those lessons and what's really nice is like um, they do they do have that the on on each of the cards they do have that um, like the disciplinary works like maths and writing mm-hmm. on um, in little marks on the cards and then your more inspirational work like your history and your literature and your poetry and your pic- picture study so so you're n- never going to stick two things two disciplinary sorry, two disciplinary subjects together mm-hmm. were exactly what you just said. Like the brain needs to um, to have a break. And so mm-hmm. like breaking the disciplinary and, the, you know, interspersing it with the, with the inspirational work, it, 
you know, it gives the brain a break and it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like there's a lot of work for them to be doing. So yeah, we've, I've, I've just found like, no, she's like my current student. she's doing, I think it's about 24 or 25 subjects. And wow. it sounds, okay. yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like a lot of work. That is a lot. That's like five different subjects a day. And, and I mean, she's not doing everything, you know, every single day. Okay. Um, yeah. But what's really wonderful about it is that because of the way the day is set up, um, mm -hmm. she her attention doesn't wane and mm -hmm. she's able to keep up with everything that she's doing, you know. Um, and I was just looking, um, I was just reading something yesterday um, from the Parents National Education Union. It just says, um, the citizen and who's bringing up the PNEU has had a part, sorry, has had a part, has had many of his innumerable emotions stirred by his lovely, glorious books. And the emotion of the moment has translated the facts of history, travel, science, the themes of poetry or tragedy into vital knowledge. That is the raison d'etre of narrating. The reader recovers as it were what he has read and looks at it. And in this looking, his emotion becomes fired. Okay, so that passage is about narration. Mm -hmm. But just that last part, which says um, that what he's reading and what he's looking at causes his emotions to become fired. And mm -hmm. I think often when we see so many subjects, when there's so many subjects on the, on the curriculum, mm -hmm. the, um, there's uh, the, the danger of wanting just to cut back, mm. but by having that variety in the, in the lessons and have, you know, being able to, have short lessons which I'm sure we're going to talk about mm -hmm. and then just have a variety of lessons you I found that my student is just she's not tired out by all of it you know and I think yeah. that goes in with the whole thing of ideas as well mm -hmm. you know, a variety it's, of ideas yeah it's so it's so interesting to really experience that because I've often looked at the schedule of the our day and thought there's too many things in here like there's too many um uh yeah, there's no way we're gonna we're gonna get through this. But then, as you go mm. through it, it's not mm. the burden that it felt like looking at my high school timetable, which was just mm. forty five minute after forty five minute after forty five minutes of things that I wasn't interested in, and just getting progressively tired and maybe moving class in between, but not really being mm. inspired. I suppose maybe there was a bright spark here and there for the subjects that I enjoyed, but it's really um uh been been a great thing to um switch over into other parts of my life you know and just mm. to well if I'm mm. doing some admin let me set a time limit for it so I don't mm. get swamped down by it and then too tired you know just and it's been such a, a interesting way to go okay well I'm going to do maybe uh, 20 minutes of admin and then after need that I need to do something physical maybe I need to go unpack the dishwasher or like start on supper and then after like I've done 20 minutes that I'm starting to tire and I feel like I want to just lie down then well actually maybe then I can go read a book for 10 minutes and mm -hmm. um yeah it's mm -hmm. been really fun to just apply to other parts of life that aren't just scholastic parts of life yeah I think I'm um, actually I had written this down that Pomodoro method I don't know if you've heard of it which so, is um yes I know it's a tomato mm -hmm. and I know there's yes. an app that I could never find but <laughs> <laughs> so enlightened me more <laughs> 
Yeah. So basically, um, it's the same thing that you've been saying. So you um, have the 25 minutes of work and then five minutes of break. And then they do that for, I think it's up to four sessions of that. And then then take a more extended break of 15 to 30 minutes. Um, I will, I will try to do that when I have a writing assignment or something I really have to focus on. Obviously, if, if, you know, I have something that's struck me and I really need to write it down um, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm in the flow, then the 25 mm-hmm. minutes can pass me by. <laughs> but once I'm done, I've written it down and I was like, okay, and I'll do exactly what you said. Go and empty out the dishwasher, yeah. go and, um, you know, go for a walk around the garden and then come back. But the interesting thing as well is um, I may not have gotten into the flow, but there is an idea and mm. often I will stop at that at that 20 minute or 25 minute mark and go off and the, the idea really? will continue to brew. Mm. Okay. So even if you feel like you're getting onto something, you'll still pause and mm. well, have been, yeah, because it's okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's almost like that whole idea of jumping in the shower. That's like where the best ideas come ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For me anyway. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. You can just shower every time you have a writing block. It's <laughs> a good food. idea. <laughs> but it is really interesting to see um, yeah, how moving your body helps you process something. And you can sit mm. there racking your brain, getting more and more tired and more and more frustrated and not having resolutions and then go for a walk. And suddenly it just sort of sorts things, can just sort themselves out. Um, yeah, I agree. Naturally that I way. I do agree. Hmm. Um, so... In um, timetabling, you spoke about having all these different schedules and going from A to G and making adjustments. Um, <laughs> when when I first started, like my first, I think even before we started homeschooling and I was just planning, I just remember like counseling myself that I'm going to have to be get really good at realizing something's not working and not mm-hmm. be upset by it, but just see where the change is needed and move on and Mm -hmm. um it's it's needed I mean that happens all the time not because the plans aren't working but because the kids are growing up and their schedules are changing and my capacity is changing and so we all need to um be there's so much adjusting that happens all the time and um Mm. it happens anyway in parenting because your kids are growing up so quickly and suddenly you feel like you're in a groove and then everybody has a growth spurt we've got to start all over again with how we um manage our time but um yeah can you uh maybe share some of the things that that weren't working if you could have seen later that repeatedly weren't working that needed to change um as opposed to things that just oh it might work better now that we've got a new student if we uh, move things around um I really think like back to the principles. Um, if I had known the principles better, um, mm-hmm. you know, this the thing of 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 having the variety, um, mm-hmm. giving the margin, <clears throat> um, and what, having the, the schedule for the child, and mm-hmm. and for us as well, for 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 myself as well. And um, there was something that a, a friend said that really um resonated with me she said 
ideals are good, but narrowing, narrowing them into expectations can lead to legalism. And with that comes mm. a whole lot of heaviness. Mm. And um, yeah, so like not being slave to the schedule and mm. like looking at the child. Um, mm -hmm. so I think like within the, within the, within the principles, it's really helped a lot. So mm -hmm. I'm not doing, I'm not changing, you know, things around all the time, you know, mm -hmm. I've, I've done it at the beginning of the year and mm -hmm. generally I found that it, it, we keep it for the whole year. Okay. You know, and That's then, amazing. You've hit yeah. on the, the sweet yeah. spot. Up. <laughs> the sweet spot. <laughs> and I think, and I think just trusting, trusting in the principles and um, mm -hmm. yeah, the, like the, the scheduling cards have really done wonders for us mm -hmm. as well. That's mm -hmm. been great. Mm. When I am, um, I remember the first day that I started, I I had put a schedule together and I only had one child in grade one and I had two more children around, but there was only one small amount of work to get through. And I put times on everything when we would do everything. So not times mm -hmm. as in how long, but when. Mm -hmm. And I think it was mm -hmm. like 10, 10 a.m. when I realized what a mistake that had been <laughs> already. <laughs> this, mm -hmm. this is not working because we have not got exactly where we needed to, when we needed to. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. I'm feeling stressed and flustered and putting that onto my child. Mm. who actually has no real timeline necessary on this particular day. Like yeah. we will get through what we need to get through. And I don't need to be extra upset mm. at, the, at the one child who's demanding and interrupting. And we didn't stop that. So it was kind of funny for me, just day one, cross out the times we're working on a mm. flow of the day. <laughs> and mm. now I have found um, it's definitely beneficial to have a, like there's for me a mental time. Like we need to start by, this time mm -hmm. if we want to be on track for a good time um and anything later than that is going to have actual ramifications for later in our day and yeah. the things we need to do and we'll get too tired um but it's a very different um yeah it's been a very different way of approaching it and sometimes I'll look at the watch and go oh it's 9 30 we've done so much already and sometimes it's oh it's 9 30 already we haven't <laughs> covered nearly <laughs> enough but um but mm yeah it's really served us well to um but to have a very structured flow of the day so mm -hmm. um and then we've had to have some things that are um uh flexible um or 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 I've been having conversations with the children who are like I know your schedule says this is the order but the situation is that this person is I don't know not feeling well or the power was off so we couldn't do that so we're all learning to um look at the things that need to be done and make a good decision for like right we can't stick exactly to it we're not going to let that upset us or ruin our day or mm. make us unkind to each other um mm -hmm. but we're going to look maybe at something even on tomorrow's plan that we need to move today maybe there's something yesterday and so it's been really mm. interesting to um uh work with them around those i i print a schedule per child they've got a full week's schedule that they have um mm -hmm because there's not that many things on the day we can still fit it in all in mm. one day um mm. but i think um yeah it's been it's been really good to see how having a printed plan has helped us to go off the plan um successfully yeah. and then come back on again so um yeah i think it's interesting that you said that the um schedule has given you more freedom um so 
like the whole idea of having a schedule and that being your ideal day, how it should look, you know, I think um, we can get stuck in the ideal becoming an expectation. Uh, I think that happened to, to me quite a lot in the beginning, but um, knowing that the, the principles like just brought a whole lot of freedom um, and that like, so I do put times in my, in my schedule and okay. I, yeah, so we've got, I use it exactly as, um, as they've set it up. So on the delectable education scheduling cards. So I have that printed out for her and for myself. Times and of the day, you mean? Times of the day and how okay. long the lesson should take. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's a guideline. So mm-hmm. You know, that's sometimes it's we just can swap things around. Um, and it's generally we know we're starting at a certain time every day yeah. and we'd like to be finished by lunchtime. And um, sometimes we do roll over in, you know, half an hour into lunchtime and sometimes you're finished on time. Um, but like one thing that we've done in this last year is um well, not so long. I think the last six months, um, she has a timer of her own. Mm-hmm. And so that has been really good. And that's helped her a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, like handing that management of the time over mm-hmm. to her more mm-hmm. and just having freedom. So, okay, mm-hmm. like that's our ideal day and that's how we like it to look. But the plumber may be coming in or the dishwasher has overflowed or. <laughs> Life at home you know happens. It it's not as cool. <laughs> exactly (laughs) but Uh, I think it's just having the freedom in that and you know like mm -hmm. when the you know we may not finish at the right you know right Mm -hmm. time in quotes Mm -hmm. um but we did our lessons and there was Mm -hmm. focus and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I have more than half of my students not able to tell the time so that's been an Mm -hmm. interesting space that we're in where it doesn't matter to them my, d- my daughter just this evening at dinner said come have breakfast to everybody you know so we're really in that phase of like who knows what time of day it is and they're always shocked when it's the end of the day and like bedtime and everyone feels very um uh what's the word like uh just didn't see it coming you know and upset by the- uh, oh, well, I think I think we we can also uh, we can also be in that space. I think often that has you know, mm. and like that's why I said I'm, I've had to learn to be more intentional, because yeah. I am that one that gets like a bit lost in in my thinking and the things mm-hmm. that are going around in my head, and often I'll be like, "Oops, look at the time." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we this year bought a little uh, timer for the schoolroom. That's like a digital mm-hmm. timer. And it has been mm-hmm. like one of the best things that I've ever invested in. And I, I the reason I bought it was because I was just timing things on my phone or looking at my watch, but that was getting fussy. And I was strategizing around how to not have my phone as much in the school space. And that was mm-hmm. one of the things that, that I use it for a lot. Um, of course, then it got distracted because it was there and there were so many things so flying around my head and so I started trying to follow some of those leads while somebody only half needed me and that is just a recipe for disaster yeah. um so I think but, the, the, the yeah sorry mm-hmm. oh, well on. before I get to the solution to what I what I re- re- realized there uh, it's been so interesting to to see how empowering the timer has been even for my child mm-hmm. who can tell the time and um mm-hmm. even my younger daughter said when it was her time to clean her bedroom we have like a 10 minute tidy 
try to do that daily. We often fail at mm-hmm. getting to it, but it's on the schedule, you know. So sometimes <laughs> we get there. But she even said, like her room just needed tidying, and she said, "Can I get the timer because it helps me focus when I see it?" Oh, that's and awesome. Mm. Just that was amazing to see how that. Um, yeah, it's been so empowering to be like, you only need to do this for 15 minutes. So take it. And for exactly. 15 minutes, we need your full attention and your best efforts. And then, and then it's, um, yeah, they're just physically seeing the time go down. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, mm-hmm. I just thought I was going to use it for myself practically. And it's just turned into mm-hmm. this wonderful tool for everybody. So I'm sure in the future, everybody might get one in their Christmas stockings. <laughs> like, here's your own personal yes. timer. It was surprisingly expensive. I thought it would be like 30 rand or something, but they were all closer towards 200 rand, which really, I didn't understand oh, wow. doing one thing. That's <laughs> basic. But anyway, it's been really good. Yeah, I I got one like by accident. Um, I was hosting the Scalay Sisters retreat and they sent me a, okay. a package and oh, it came nice. in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's perfect. And I agree with you not having it, at, not having the phone or anything that can distract. And like, yeah, my student carries her timer around with her everywhere. Okay. And like you said, seeing the time go down and then sometimes she's she manages to finish her lesson before. So she's got mm. that extra five mm. minutes to, you know, yeah, yeah. it's been good. Um, so we'll we'll get on then to talking about the mother's timetable, but I'll just say, share briefly because this has just been a real revelation to me this week of um just the difficulty of managing my phone in the school space. So we do have a designated mm-hmm. space that we do school in, but I need my phone for some school things and I'm um sometimes we use it for music things or um yeah, there's just always bits of admin to be getting to through the day and because some of the tasks that they were getting through even on the schedules like half help needed here like be available mm-hmm. but but you're not doing the full thing so in those lessons I'm like great I'm here let me quickly confirm this mm-hmm. thing or follow up on that thing um and then that just um yeah it's so distracting um and mm-hmm. so what I've done this week is I've had um I'll keep my piece of paper of list of things to do with me so that if I'm mm. sitting there and I remember things I need to do, I can write them down, but I can't action them. And then I've mm. just kept my phone um, on a dining room table. And so every time I need to go and do something, I will sit there. I'm in that space. Like my mind is saying admin now, not half this, mm. half this. Like, um, And it's been amazing how much more productive it's been just splitting those things. So sometimes mm. we get, I think our phones really trick us into thinking that we can multitask. And yeah. whilst I can Indeed. listen to something and wash dishes, it's very different to being ready when um, somebody needs my help. So what I did instead mm. this week is there's always um, needs in the schoolroom to like reset a drawer or just organize some papers or those kind of things are always just perpetually ongoing. So then we were doing... um doing maths and I was there and I was uh, re-sorting out the pencils and things and it was amazing to see how when someone needed my help I was it was so much easier to drop something physical and help Mm. somebody rather than to pull myself out of maybe a conversation with somebody or thinking about how to Mm. respond to something um yeah Mm. so that's been a real a real good little shift we've we've found this week Mm. that's good 
that's really good <clears throat> so like I keep my I uh, yeah I also keep my phone in the in a separate room um when we're doing lessons and then I do work off my computer um for mm -hmm. music and for the things that we may need to um you know use along the way mm -hmm. um but what helped me for years was um having crochet on the side um that ah, would keep my hands okay busy. oh that's interesting <laughs> okay so not too distracted by things. yeah exactly <laughs> um so you have introduced me to this thing called the mother's timetable can you share a little bit about what that is and how that's uh, impacted your life yeah so um I learned this from uh, Life Giving Motherhood, which I am a part of, and back it's back to the whole idea of your um, using your talents and not wasting them. So what I do is what I do have is once I've set up my schedule for my student for the year, then I will put uh, make a schedule for myself. So basically, my mornings are blocked out for school. And then um, my free, my so-called free time in the afternoons, I um, will do like what you said with your admin, um, mm -hmm. things that need to be done that I, I will also just write them down. And then I have an admin loop um, that I'll do after lunchtime. That's one of the things that I've scheduled in. So, mm -hmm. you know, emails, work with AG, um, like paperwork and that kind of thing I'll do for mm -hmm. half an hour. So that is that is um, scheduled in. And then um, I will also schedule in time. Like if I have a book study, then I know that I have to do reading for a certain amount of time. Um, I have my um, that dinner making time as well in their dinner prep. Um, and then evenings, it's clean up time. And then I like to have some time for myself where I, I'll either be reading or doing some art, just pursuing beauty. That's my my time. You know? um, and do you have and this then, printed somewhere? Is it a physical yes, thing that you follow? I do. I do okay. have it printed. So mm -hmm. I put it, it's up in my in my um, in my space. Um, on the wall and then I have one also on the fridge so everybody okay. can mm. okay so people know what's there not that it's always respected <laughs> you know the constant mom 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 I've heard of it <laughs> I've also heard that some people are able to shut the door and nobody comes in <laughs> mm. I don't have one of those doors <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah so it's been it's been quite amazing I, I mean a lot of a lot of days don't work out again it's that ideal mm -hmm. and versus mm -hmm. that ex, you know and that not it not being an expectation mm -hmm. but um yeah it's been amazing just to know that my time is also that, that it's valuable and then mm -hmm. I can, you know, use my time wisely as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it it has been harder. It it, it really is hard um, as a mom to, you know, set that time aside when you have mm -hmm. the constant, you know. But I think the other side as well has been like that. We talked about this yesterday, that whole thing of um, reacting 
versus acting you know like mm -hmm. not constantly putting out fires or mm -hmm. reacting to the next thing that needs to be done but actually mm -hmm. acting on what on the time that we have and I think the other thing as well is yes we have the gift of time the talent of time but what what other talents has the Lord given you mm -hmm. and um, that it's really important that we actually use our talents mm -hmm. and press into them you mm -hmm. know I think that's it's a big one so you've spoken just about the ideal of it. I remember putting a great plan together. I think it was a meal plan. I put this epic like two-month meal plan together. And mm -hmm. I remember thinking, this is amazing. Now I have to do it. Like, oh, dear, <laughs> I've, I've set the goal too high or set the standard too high or just in mm. um, in really writing things down. It has revealed a lot to me about my personality, about um when structure serves me and when it distracts mm -hmm. me um so just to kind of um end our discussion or start the start the end of our discussion um mm -hmm. i just wanted to talk about um yeah how we how we deal with the reality of life of not feeling well or of um yeah i mean for me it's like maybe there was a later night than expected so people are a little bit grumpy the next morning and we need to work with that or um there is a fever or a stomach bug going around or maybe there was a fun opportunity that came up that we thought was worth um pursuing um or even just um my own like hormonal fluctuations through the month of sometimes feeling mm. uh, incredibly capable and just getting through so many things. And then other days, it just being a struggle to get through the most basic things. And um, mm. I know it can often uh, become really discouraging if you're just not getting mm. to something or if in the moment you are just so tired, you feel like I can't sit down and um, pursue beauty now because I'm just exhausted but um, mm. the sort of other problem with that is that we've got too many options that offer us distraction from our duties and from doing good that don't yeah. really feed us but they're easy and they're you know the phone and the tv and everything is there just saying like I will give you rest and mm. come and partake of what I have and usually it's incredibly disappointing and upsetting and you stay <laughs> up too late and then the, mm. the cycle begins mm. again so mm. um yeah, I just, just would love to hear how you schedule with optimism but realism at the same time. And and um, maybe on that, how you – okay, maybe we can get to the question later. But if things are spiraling and the day is not going well, how you get back on track or cross things out or just manage the uh, – leaving the plan. Um. I think just yesterday um my student didn't have a good night and so she she waddled out I think at about 6 30 and then just said mom I need a couple more hours to sleep and I was okay. like okay um how is that gonna look because I, I won't be able to be there for you all the time because in the afternoon I have other things um scheduled um and yeah, it was just letting go. And I think that that's it. It's a constant letting go and holding on to everything very lightly. Mm -hmm. um, and she did, she got up and she did, she did her lessons. And there were, you know, times when she's like, well, you know, can you do this with me now? Like we have certain things that we do together. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have the time at that moment. Um, and I just mm -hmm. said, I'm really sorry. Um, 
and she understood that um, mm -hmm. because that was a choice that she had made. And I'd like to get, I, I want her to have that space to have the, to make mm -hmm. those choices. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's not going to work because, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to be there, et cetera, et cetera. And um, of course, this morning, like I had to quickly go over a couple of things because I wasn't able to do them with her yesterday. So for example, yeah. we've been reading um, the one book that we've been reading together. Um, yeah, I had to, I had to catch up. Um, but that was my fault, right? Because instead of like taking the time to jump into the lessons while she was resting, I just decided, okay, I'm going to go and do catch up with some other things that need okay. doing. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I think it was like just those expectations you know like okay mm -hmm. I just like I said holding on to things loosely and just mm -hmm. saying this is this is just what it is and I you know like that whole idea from um Sarah McKenzie of you know, like the um loop scheduling where is that you know, where, is that where did she speak about that her teaching from a rest book okay yeah yeah so you know it's um whatever wasn't finished yesterday or today we'll just continue with it tomorrow you know mm -hmm. um that's like so I I do have um I do have a a checklist so she um my student has a checklist that she ticks off and of course because she's older she can do that mm -hmm. and I have a checklist as well so we'll compare notes um okay. and then I will just also have a space where I write down the lessons that we did okay. so you know if so that, you know, maybe tomorrow things will like go crazy and then we only get back to a particular, like let's say it's grammar, and then we only get back to it in two, three days time. I know mm -hmm. where I left off, you know. Right. Of so you're not losing track of things. It's not just getting chaotic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I think the other thing that has been um, quite good is like that for that expectations and the um perfect plans and imperfect people, like you said, mm -hmm. um, is just also assessing. I think um, mm -hmm. I've also been doing that in the last year. So assessing at the end of each day, I'll write a little, a few notes or mm -hmm. write after the lessons as well. Mm -hmm. How did the day go? What worked? What didn't work? Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the week, what, you know, what were the behaviors if I saw dawdling in a certain area or. Okay. So just keeping a constant, you know, awareness of that. And so that my expectations and that ideal are, are balanced. Cause I think yes, that's the problem okay. when it's just staying in my head all the time you know, and not actually dealing, dealing with the, with the situations that come up. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting that reflecting on it, because I find where, where I am is that, yeah, you can end up just chasing the next thing on the list all day and you just always mm. feel like you're running until bedtime and then starting mm. again and kind of hamster wheeling it. Not, not quite the same as the rat race because Mm. You feel like, especially in education, you know, you can really see your milestones. It's very satisfying work to be doing, to mm -hmm. be um, educating children. Um, but um, it's, yeah, it's interesting just to hear you reflecting on the day because I can, I often find myself coming back to something and think, didn't I think this last week when we finished this, that mm. this wasn't a good way to do mm. this and just didn't make a note of it so maybe that'll be my next thing for the next week going forward is just keeping a running mm. note for myself so that in the moment I note it down and run it and then can come mm. back to it at the end of the week um yeah it's good 
we have uh we've started we're on our sixth week of school already which has really blown my mind because it's only um like the mm-hmm. seventh week of the year so mm-hmm. that was really good. but what we what I decided to do this year was to start early but start slow and mm-hmm. um that was really interesting and to see how we could add in add in things more like get used to a certain amount and then we all leveled up but like mm-hmm. once we were kind of feeling comfortable and then leveling up um which is yeah it's been an interesting thing that I've learned is that last year like a lot of the lessons for me were on less is more and we mm-hmm. want to I wanted to focus on my uh, attitude through the day and not be piling so many things on that I start to feel anxious because we need to leave the house at this time and that means I need to get food ready and there's so many things that I'm thinking of that nobody else is thinking of that I'm then getting easily frustrated mm-hmm. when they're not thinking of them and so we really just cut back a lot of our external out of the house things last year. But this year, there's been a leveling up in people's capacities and the ability mm-hmm. to put their shoes on and just know where they are <laughs> when they need them straight away. And little things like that have made such a difference. And now it's really swung in the opposite direction because I found that having a um, a time where we need to be someone somewhere is pushing us in the morning mm-hmm. to get things done, to not... Uh, change like the beauty of a slow morning into a dawdling morning because that was kind of mm. the the risk that we were facing like we were so mm. um so thankful to not have to rush out the door that we were maybe taking too long to get going and doing things like mm. that so it's been um yeah it's been really interesting to see that sort of flip on its head and now now doing a little bit more is actually serving us better in in other parts of our day um so sorry that's yeah that's um that's interesting because um in in the Scalay sisters um time retreat um Mm -hmm. that was one of the things that I think Abby mentioned she just said like having having a full day um Mm -hmm. she finds that she has a better day Mm -hmm. and I think um you know like that's that having the mother's timetable where I've actually Mm -hmm. got things that I need to do um that that I'm just helps with the habit of attention versus the habit of dawdling because like when Mm -hmm. there's empty space then you know we can dawdle (laughs) you know so yeah and it's shocking like how much time can disappear without you realizing it you know it's not even Mm -hmm. um necessarily Mm -hmm. just wasting time on your phone just yeah just it's just so easy to be distracted by so many things so um it's been (laughs) a real surprise to me in our general like like the general conversation is around not overdoing it and not adding too yeah. much and not being so busy that we can't like ever sit and reflect on things. But it's been so it's been a real interesting thing to find. Well, where is it too paid back and like where is adding more? But again, it's not just adding more, it's adding the right type of things and it's adding that yeah. change of focus. So if it's going yeah. from um yeah, that's that's really when it becomes more that is invigorating rather than just more that is just taking more of me and um, making me less yeah, and, capable. And, and I think we just have to like um, 
just to balance it like for people who are who do mm. feel like their plates are very full mm, and mm. that there's too much going on that we do you know you do need that slow time and mm. that not to fill every moment because at, at the same time for little ones they do at the end of the day they need that time to reflect and to play and mm. I mean, we need that time too um and how does that look like my play mm -hmm. time is you know um reading mm -hmm. or pottering around in the garden mm -hmm. or doing some sewing or that kind of thing you know so yeah I think that downtime is quite important that slow time yeah, Not probably to keep well, adding. <laughs> yes, yeah, that that's it. Um, I guess that's a good mm. note to end. And I'll just share a little anecdote from my youngest child. Her, her mm. absolute favorite thing at the end of the day when she's in bed and we're putting her in bed, she doesn't. She would love a story to be read to her, but not on my timetable I don't have capacity to be starting whole mm. stories at the end of the day when we've had such a full day <laughs> no, um, she gets in bed and says can you tell me about the day and this is what yes. she wants she wants a run through of the day from when she woke up and most of these days are just at home but she wants to know like and usually hmm. by the time I'm around breakfast she stops me and she says is this this day are you telling me about this day which is <laughs> I'm not recounting yesterday's events like you know she wants to know like well who made tea for me and what did I eat with my tea and then she'll correct oh, me sweet. no I didn't go out then first we were got dressed and um, it's so beautiful to see what a, a send-off into sleep this is for her and a send-off mm. into a time of rest like let me just get my thoughts ordered what happened today mm. where were we I always just marvel <laughs> at these little people who just like, just life is just happening around them at a very fast pace and they don't know if it's breakfast mm. or dinner or like what's going <laughs> on. And just, it's been a beautiful thing to see her. Um, this is what she needs to, mm. to sleep is like, tell me about the day. Then you can pray and sing and then like, I'm good. And if no one tells her about the day, she's quite distressed. So. Oh, and sweet. even if my husband is putting her to bed, he was like, I wasn't here. Why you tell me what happened in the day? And then, <laughs> then she can recount some things. But it's been a beautiful um a reminder of the practice. Like just mm. take stock of what we did today and maybe you'll be surprised or be encouraged or um motivated mm. for something else. Yeah, just um just as well, like on that um in the delectable education podcast, um, episode thirty-three, it's like she they said it's not about how much we accomplish in the time, but how best we use the time we were given. Hmm. And I just think that's that's quite something. Hmm. Great. And maybe well, what that's I what your daughter is doing, just reflecting yeah. on what a great day she had. <laughs> All the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Although sometimes they'll even put in there like if there were some bad altercations or some issues that needed to be dealt with, we'll uh -huh. we'll just uh, not dwell on them, but just to say that was the thing that happened today. Anyway, mm. I think that's a beautiful note to end on. So thank you so much, Anjali, for joining thank me. So I'm so much, glad Sarah. we could do this. It's great. And hopefully we'll do thank you in the future. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. For more content like this, visit www.elvierygrove.org.